We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's going on, Bears fans? As you know, sports betting season is in full force right now, which means you need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. BetUS have been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for nearly three decades, thriving and paying you, the loyal customer. What's great about BetUS is they have loads of bonuses, so join now at BetUS.com today and receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using code CHICAGO125. BetUS has all your NFL games with team and player props and loads of NFL futures and odds. BetUS gives you plenty of options. In addition to betting on the NFL, you can bet on college football games, PGA golf, UFC matches, the NBA, and more. They have every bet type imaginable, and the BetUS mobile platform is easy to use with full betting options. Follow my lead and get your phone online and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. Cash in on your 125% sign-up bonus at BetUS.com with our code CHICAGO125. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up-to-date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. What's up, Bears fans, and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Audible Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Moriano, for this Thanksgiving edition. And as you can see, if you're watching the podcast, Mason West is here with me to break down this Bears victory, 16-14 win over the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. Mason, it's finally over. The Bears have finally won a game. I know this was obviously a very – look, I'm not even sure. It was boring. It was very – very boring, but how are you feeling? The Bears won. It's Thanksgiving. 
what's kind of your reactions after this game? Uh, after what halftime, I was a little surprised that they hadn't flexed this game to the Big Ten Network just to get it off of you know national TV. Uh, if the Bears could play the Lions every week, you know, it would, it would be magical. Uh, the Lions, Lions, <laughs> the Bears, Bears, and apparently, like that's enough to get a win. That is enough to get a win, and you know what? We'll we'll quickly talk about this because I know uh, people have things to do. You're, you're cooking your Thanksgiving dinner. Mason, you know, having a turducken for the first time, got about an hour left, like you said. So we all have other things to do, but we thought we'd do a quick recap of this game to start off our first quarter, the monster moment of the game, as Will would would usually do on here. I think it's on that last drive, Mason, where Andy Dalton avoids the rush. There was a holding penalty by the Detroit Lions, and then he makes the completion. Who was it to? Is it uh, I'm blanking on, on the receiver that I think it's maybe Demir Bird. If I'm not mistaken, I can't even remember right now because I wrote it down in my notes and of course I don't have it up, but really I think that was a crucial point in the game. And as I kind of pulled this up to actually see who it was that, that caught the pass, the bears were able to not only just milk the clock, but still convert on the chains. I think the play, one of the plays afterwards, Andy Dalton puts the jets on and almost gets a first down rushing. I put a little Sonic uh, gif to kind of symbolize him running there, but it was a key moment in the game because the bears offense really wasn't doing much and they needed something to kind of just help them out on that drive. And of course, I don't even know where my freaking notes are at this point. So it don't even exist as, as far as I know, but Mason, do you have a, does a stat kind of stand out for this game? Uh, it's actually like kind of like a pair of stats. Cause I find them interesting how they correlate one being 317 yards. That's what Andy Dalton threw for today. And that's actually the most, or as a you know, like quarterback has thrown for the Chicago Bears since Nick Foles did that uh, in the Titans last season. Uh, not not the best in the world, but then when you also compare that to what David Montgomery did, seventeen carries, so not too far off what we, we like to see from him. You know, twenty to twenty-five touches normally is where you kind of want Matt, but only for forty-six yards. So you know, is it that Matt Nagy and the Bears got away from the run a little bit too much in this game, or simply? They were happy with what Dalton was able to do through the air, and they felt they didn't need to. Either way, it was uh, definitely <laughs> different uh, what, than what we've seen from the Bears recently. No, for sure. And I think just just talking about this offense in, in general, too, it's like we saw some things that were happening in this game that just really weren't happening in, in that loss to the Ravens. And I think what stands out is like the usage of the tight ends, right? They only had five total targets in that game against the Ravens and this one. You see Cole Komet, the man had 11 targets in this game alone. Like that is, a, you know, just completely different in terms of what the Bears are wanting to do offensively. So you saw some things that they were trying to cater to Andy Dalton in this offense. So uh, different kind of philosophies as the Bears are trying to, you know, cater now this offense for at least this game to to Andy Dalton's strengths. Um Mason, what I completely forgot in the last post-game shows, like an MVB, we didn't even talk about. I mean, I guess in a loss, it makes sense not even to mention that. But as you look at it, and we'll do this now in the in the first quarter of our show as opposed to the last one, who who is the MVB of this game? Oh, man. Uh, Darnell Mooney. <laughs> he he had a pretty, pretty good, as a kind of an understatement, uh, five catches for 123 yards. He had you know, a couple drops that, that hurt for sure. Uh, that's something that that's got to get cleaned up as he progresses as a wide receiver, but he definitely has stepped up with Allen Robinson being out a uh, second game in a row over a hundred yards. 
And that you're looking ahead. That's, that's what a lot of this is. And so can this having Allen Robinson out might actually be a little bit of a blessing because now Darnell has to step up and be that wide receiver one. And you can see that growth and you can see the speed. And that, that was great. Um, definitely still too many hitches, too many curl routes during this game. But at the end of the day, they actually did send him on some deep routes too, leading to that 123 yards. Yeah. And, you know, this is actually, you know, a game that he's building off of the five, what the five receptions over 100 yards for Darnell Mooney in the touchdown against the Ravens. So you are seeing that you didn't, I didn't like what, on the very first possession of the game for Darnell Mooney, it's a, I don't know if it's a tough catch, but the defender was in good position on a third down play. And, you know, like we, the Bears have played an opponent like Debo Samuel, who's really good at making those contested catches and not saying that Darnell Mooney needs to make every contested catch, but that's been the one thing, right? In terms of, can he be a number one wide receiver? And even after this game, you still got to see how it goes, but you, he did kind of rebound after that, that drop or that good play by a defender there. So it was good to see that. You know what? I will give it to, Andy Dalton for my MVP, finishing 24 of 39 for the 317 yards, a touchdown, the interception. But he made plays when when the Bears defense or when the Bears offense just need him to, whether it was actually avoiding some pressure. And it was to Demir Bird on that one third down and five play with it was 633 left in the fourth quarter. Chicago's on their own 37 yard line. Andy Dalton avoids the pressure, is able to complete the pass. And like I said, there was a holding call on the Detroit Lions, a defensive holding. So they would have gotten the, the playoff um, regardless. But Andy Dolan made some nice throws. He also had that interception in the end zone where I think Mason really, if that was Justin Fields who makes that, I think Justin Fields makes that throw, to be completely honest, too. Oh, agree, to Bird yeah. who had a step uh, on the defender there. So give it to Darnell Mooney, MVB to um, Andy Dalton there. So in this offense in general, just to kind of open it up, and like I said, keep this a little shorter than normal. What what did you make of the offense today? Only 16 points to the Detroit Lions on the road, short week with all this, you know, distra- I don't know, distractions and rumors and speculation about Matt Nagy's job. How do you think they played today? What's kind of your assessment of them? Well, sure, the Bears won, but they definitely came out flat. Uh, I do think that yeah. having as much distraction as, as you have is – going around affected him. But I think you'd also see the difference when you do have a veteran quarterback in there. Uh, I don't think really anyone's going to sit there and tell you ultimately that long-term Andy Dalton is the answer for the Bears because he isn't. But at the same time, I don't think anyone really would tell you the opposite either, that Justin Fields was going to come in and make the offense that much better. Um, you know, Andy probably could have had at least two more picks. Uh, there was the one that got hit in the air, uh, tipped by their their linebacker, and that was up for grabs for anybody. And then the... Uh, cornerback i'm gonna butcher his name or warrior i think maybe <laughs> who got the interception he could have had a one earlier in the game that was literally in his hands and if it wasn't for jesse james ripping his head off he would have had <laughs> yeah. that pick um but you saw that andy dalton was able to spread the ball around in a way that we haven't really seen justin do right demir bird had four receptions uh jimmy graham had two uh isaiah coulter had a target not didn't get a catch on it because he stumbled on the play Jakeem Grant had two catches. There just there was more. It was more spread out, and like you could see that Andy was going through his progressions when he did scramble when he moved around the pocket. He was able to keep his eyes downfield, you know, throw the ball, and the Lions helped him out too by not giving too much pressure. I mean, there were some times where Andy was sitting there all day long, but it's still good. You know, it, it's it's fine. I mean, you see some of these younger guys making some plays. 
I am surprised that Montgomery didn't get a little bit more more run, to be completely honest. But you, again, you saw what a veteran quarterback who knows how to go through his progressions, so like what he can do. No, I completely agree. And, you know, it, it did start off a little shaky. Like you said, initially for the Bears, for the Bears team, you saw the penalties. You saw just some miscues on offense, a drop that I was mentioning earlier from Darnell Mooney. And obviously they, they just didn't click initially. But as the game kind of went on, you saw some drives kind of being stacked up. And Andy Dalton continues what he did last week with a two-play drive ending in a touchdown. Two plays, 69 yards nice for, for the touchdown to the only touchdown drive that the bears had today. And I, I, and I was writing a story and, you know, I'll have it up in a little bit, but, and I already predetermined like, this is going to be the only touchdown drive the bears are going to have. So I don't have to change that, which is awesome. But yeah, you did see some more. Um, I would just say fluidity at times throughout, throughout the, the offense today, but look, the 16 points and it just seemed like when it got in third and short, or, you know, those short down situations, you would like to see the Bears convert a little bit more in those. Um, because I think what they finished on third down, just looking at it, five of 13. There was the early on um, where it was a fourth in, well, I think it was a fourth and one from the Chicago 49 yard line early on in the game. You'd like to see maybe Matt Nagy and the offense go for it, especially considering like what do you got to lose? Like you're already on a five game losing streak. Why not go for it? It ended up working in the Bears' favor because they pinned Detroit deep. And we're able to, you know, re- really just re- reverse the field there. So, yeah, there were some there were some positives, but still a lot left to be desired. Only scoring 16 points against the Detroit Lions shouldn't be something that you you really grasp onto and say, yes, we're, we're doing this as an offense. Still more more to be desired. But I did like how they got the the tight ends utilized in this game between Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. Mason, anything else with this Bears offense that you kind of want to highlight right now? Uh, the only other thing I would say is don't get lost in the fact that it's a, a W, right? It is a bear. They barely beat a very bad Lions team. Uh, there was a while there where during the, I don't know if you felt this way. I was like, oh, the Lions are going to win this. This is over. Um, they lucked out that they were able to milk as much time as they did off the clock. I think it was, it was like eight minutes that they pretty much had the ball the entire time. Uh, who knows? I mean, we've seen what the Bears have done recently in terms of letting up points you know, to, to teams in the fourth quarter on those final drives. So who knows that the Lions could have marked down. But at the end of the day, they, they did it. They pulled out the lane, but don't get lost in it. No, yeah, I, I completely agree with that that statement there, Mason. They they did it, but, man, it's it's against the winless Detroit Lions. And it's actually what's funny, like I'm wearing this blazer. The last time the Bears won a game was against the Raiders. <laughs> I wore this blazer then. I, I had, again – no, no connecting dots there, but it's just maybe it's a coincidence that that it happens. Um, now let's let's head into the the defensive portion of this podcast, the third quarter, if you will. And before we do, I'm gonna tell you a bit about our partnership with Owen. If you're like me, going to the gym is a crucial part of my schedule. It's a place to let loose, decompress, and you know even maybe celebrate after a Bears victory after five consecutive losses. But you need the amino acids your body needs to repair and rebuild proteins. And that's why we at the Chicago Audible, we drink Owen. That's right. Owen, which stands for only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based company. And all of their products are, of course, plant-based, free of artificial ingredients, and are allergen-friendly. 
Plus, Owen uses high-quality and carefully selected ingredients to make all of its products easily digestible, like their dark chocolate protein shake that has 20 grams of protein, and it just tastes really good. And I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who does follow a plant-based diet. So get 20% off your first purchase with code TCA20 at owenowyn.com. That's 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. And remember to use the code TCA20. If you're watching uh, on YouTube, you can see the code promo code right there. Join me, the Chicago Audible, Justin Fields, and try Owen. Only what you need. All right. I'm Nicholas Moriano, and I'm alongside Mason West. We're breaking down this Bears 16-14 victory over the Detroit Lions. Now we're going to talk about this Bears defense that needed a bounce-back game. We kind of talked about that a little bit on the preview show two days ago, Mason. Was this a bounce-back game for the defense? How are you feeling about this, this performance against Jared Goff and the Lions? No, this wasn't a bounce back whatsoever. It was just the Lions holding themselves back. I mean, they had two different instances where it was third and 32 or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, the The Bears had one sack the whole time, like in this whole game, which is terrible. The, the line wasn't doing great um, for the Lions. So you weren't getting enough pressure there. They let up some big chunk plays for sure in the, ru- in the run game. Uh, there was a couple of times and then, and then in the pass game too. I mean, that one deep ball to Artie Burns or that where Artie Burns was covering, excuse me. Yes, he, he he did better the rest of the game, but you still can't have instances like that. I mean, the right now the receivers for the Lions, you have Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown. It's not like you have amazing players that you're going against. Uh, really, TJ Hawkinson might be their best weapon, and he's really underutilized in general. He's only targeted three times, which is ridiculous. No, this is not a bounce-back game. The defense is still really, really rough, and there needs to be definitely some changes in the secondary. And then Roquan Smith got hurt. I mean, that's a huge loss. He's having an all-pro year, and you never know with hamstrings. It's one of those things where he could be back next week, and it could be something that lingers the rest of the, the season. It's They're tough, tough, tough to rehab. No, I, I have you know similar thoughts. Like, I wouldn't consider it a bounce-back game, but you limit the Lions to 239 yards of total offense and a lot – again, was because they are the Lions. Like, I, I tweeted out there in the game, you have to be kidding me. Like, it, it's this bad offensively? Like, you do this consistently to yourselves with the holding penalties and the miscues and and just, you know, running a draw play at, like, what, second or third and forever. And I get it. You're not going to convert on it. But that's just – that's the Lions' offense. So we talked about it. Like, the reason why this could have been a bounce-back game is because it is this Lions' offense. But what I did like – just kind of looking at micro level again, individual players. Like I thought Eddie Goldman had another strong day. Yes. There were a couple of those um, bigger runs in the game from, from Jamal Williams who had to take over, had a, uh, a long of 19 yards. And I did start him today in fantasy. Cause I thought, Hey, maybe if someone's going to get some yardage here, it, well, it helped that Deandre Swift went out that maybe Jamal Williams would get like a, a, a you know, an easy touchdown from the goal line that didn't happen, but, Eddie Goldman had a game, uh, you know, I had a pretty decent game. Bilal Nichols actually showed some flashes, and that was a guy that I was kind of watching out for. And then you see Robert Quinn, who continues to just sack the quarterback. Again, only one sack in this game on Jared Goff, so that collectively needs to be better. But I also like the effort from, like, a Travis Gibson. Even though Robert Quinn secured the sack, Travis Gibson's looking for work. 
punches out that football. Jalen Johnson also punched out a football, and Tashawn Gibson couldn't recover that along the sideline. So there were some individual efforts that I think were were good to see. And, you know, you saw good individual efforts uh, against the Ravens as well. But, yeah, collectively, you know, Jared Goff still passed for two touchdowns. It looked like there was just miscommunication on the TJ Hawkinson one. I don't know if Caleb Johnson was trying to pass over the TJ Hawkinson to Jalen Johnson, but by the time that happened, it was it was far too late and he was wide open. And yeah, Artie Burns, like that was a guy we talked about could could play. And you know, early odds, like, oh, you get beat on the double move. Oh, well, that that sucks. The Bears really don't have any options really at the cornerback position. But like you, it like there's still like the offense, more to be desired from from that unit. Mason, I guess because it is the Lions that that the Bears played defensively, is there anything that that you like that could be carried over for you know what we're, they're going to play the Cardinals next week? Um, is there anything that that you liked from from this game, or even things that you still want to see improved overall with this defense? Yeah, I mean, if you go like so negative first, I guess in terms of things that we can see improved is still going to be the secondary play. Oh, how can they? How can they move forward? Can Ari Burns, is he going to be the, the starter now at CB2? That's really the question. Or was this a temporary thing just to kind of get Vildor's mind right? Like, hey, you, we, you, we can replace you unless you step your game up. Look, we have Ari Burns here. I'll be really interested to see where they go with that. Uh, it was nice to see that, you know, you did have Eddie Jackson back. And he played he played fine. There weren't, like, too many deep balls. Part of that might have been golf with his injury. The lines were really pushing the ball down the field for the most part in general. But nothing substantially stood out there. So that was good. And then I think the biggest positive you could take away, like you said, it was kind of that emergence of Travis Gibson. He had the motor the whole time. He had that, uh, caused that fumble, like you said. And if you're, you really do need at least that third pass rusher at a minimum. Can he ultimately be that pass rusher? Because you, you don't have Mac the rest of the year. So now he gets elevated to your number two pass rusher. Really the only other person that you're like saying, well, maybe they can help out is going to be Bruce Irvin. And he, has been on the practice squad and had injuries and is on the older side, all those things. So seeing him step up is huge. Um, and then ultimately, like hopefully Roquan Smith can turn around relatively quick from this. I would not think he's going to be back for the Cardinals game. One week is a little fast for that. So I would expect him to be out. So who's what's going to happen there? Are you going to have a Danny Trevathan, Alec Ogletree linebacking duo? And as fast as the Cardinals play, that doesn't excite me. No, it doesn't. And remember, Danny Trevathan, his season's over. So yeah, you're right, and I've totally forgot about yeah. that. He's on IR. I don't even know who's gonna. Who's gonna? I don't even know who's gonna. Be so in there now. is that is that like a Christian Jones? Or because Ooh. we saw a lot more Christian Jones in this one, so maybe that's who the Bears have designated to kind of fill that void. But maybe Caleb Johnson. Caleb, yeah, and that's he was out there on the touchdown that was given up by Hawks, and so you know, there's there's question marks there, and you know, the Bears have kind of had that issue right with trying keeping their inside linebackers there for the entire season. This is another unit year, maybe where you're going to see maybe Roquan Smith miss time. And this would, you know, obviously be only his first game if he doesn't play against the Cardinals, but there there's obviously a drop off as it would be for any team missing the two to two starting linebackers um, inside guys. One thing I do want to point out Mason real quickly, like just looking how the defense kind of started there, there was a lot, especially with DeAndre Swift, the Bears defense is kind of giving up those passes towards what would be viewing when you're watching the TV, like that that first sideline that you see in the flat. Initially, they were kind of giving that up underneath, and 
that's where the lines were going majority of the game, just underneath stuff. But I think as a game kind of went on towards the flat, the bears did a better job collectively tackling. Uh, you saw Jalen Johnson getting involved there, even Artie Burns and some of the secondary players just rallying to the football. So they made that kind of adjustment as the game went on. And of course there, there were still some plays where you would like to see them tackle better. Um, But I thought they got a little bit better in that area as the game kind of progressed there. Mason is like, obviously with the defense, um, you limit the, you limit the lines, 14 points, but a lot of them was self-inflicted for Detroit. Anything else that you kind of want to touch on with this bears defense, or maybe even Detroit lions offense before we kind of go into the final segment of the show. No, I think we pretty much covered it. The, it was more about the Lions being the Lions than it was, I think, that the, the Bears actually stopped them playing. Like, both of these teams were averaging, like, 16 points per game going into this game. So <laughs> the fact that you let them get essentially to their average, it, it would be, be kind of celebrating mediocrity. And I don't particularly feel like doing that. No, and they had just all those penalties. Actually, I kind of want to see where they ended up at. So 10 penalties for 67 yards. For the Lions, the Bears had five penalties for 50 yards. So, yeah, there was a lot of yellow flags being thrown consistently throughout this game. And, you know, um, and that's just <laughs> when you have a, at the time, a 3-7 and seven team facing an 0-9-1 team, that's kind of what you're expecting to see on a nationally televised game on Thanksgiving. Poor, uh, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who had to call this one. Uh, but to Troy go to... Aikman, by the way, hated every second of calling this game. Like, it's, <laughs> when you listen to him, he's like, what did I do to deserve having to, to deal with this? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I had that same feeling. And, I, look, I tweeted out that he compared Andy Dalton to Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, I was kidding. Like, it was a little flick play that he just had to uh, David Montgomery there. It's like, oh, that's something you'd see from Patrick Mahomes. And that's a comparison. But I, I was obviously kidding on that one. But just hearing him say that, it's like, hey, that's there really isn't anything else to talk about in this game, to be completely honest. Yeah. Mason, anything on special teams that you kind of want to hit on for, for this game? Uh, Cairo with uh, another missed kick, uh, 53 yarder. So I believe it was the longest he's attempted this season. His and the longest he's career has been a 55 yarder. So definitely pushing that, but it was inside, um, afterwards in the press conference, I believe, he, uh, Cairo said something to the effect of that. He just chunked it that, you know, that was an operation error on his end, uh, more so than okay. just simply not having the leg strength for it. Cause then it was inside, you know, 53 yarder definitely should be able to hit it, but it's something that is a little concerning i mean we've talked about you know over the last couple games since that's long steelers kick i mean could it be happenstance absolutely but you know there's now been a couple different times where we've seen a miss uh, in the last couple of games and, and we can't get back to that i mean it was so nice having to not worry about the kicker just to sit back relax and be like all right this is awesome um and then bear special teams doing special teams things grant you know jakeem grant is He's gotten a couple good returns, but definitely it'd be interesting if you could calculate like what is the amount of yards he's lost because he hasn't taken the touchback or, or whatever the case may be. Um, they're still, I think, trying to figure out what to do with that because you've also seen Khalil Herbert doing some of the kick returns and things as well. So it's that's kind of all over the place. It is like I'm, I jot it down. Like he takes the ball out, and you know they fail to get to the twenty. Jakeem Grant, and there's another where he just got to the twenty. So. Just, I guess, he, look, he feels like he can take it out and make something happen every single time. I get that, but there's got to be at some points where even maybe if you're seeing like the blocking kind of, or the lack of blocking, it's like, 
hey, let's just let's just take a take a knee here and then see what happens. What was weird? One last thing with special teams is the punt that hit the Lions player on the head. Yeah, rolled all the way down, and then the Bears start. Like I think it hit like a Lions player, maybe around like 35, 40 on the Bears side, somewhere around there. And then the Bears end up starting at their own sixteen. And I look, I don't know what Matt what the referees told Matt Nagy because I they talked in the you know the broadcast they talk, said that he was talking to the refs, but clearly whatever the refs told Matt Nagy indicated to him that this probably wasn't worth challenging. But I I just figured like wherever it hits the the Lions player, that's where you should get the ball. There was a penalty as well, but that was that was just confusing. So it turns out that actually that there is a rule that if there is a live ball foul by the receivers that is enforced either before or after the first touching violation, the violation is disregarded. So basically, because there was a hole by the Bears, it didn't matter that it hit the helmet of the Lions player and mm. then rolled all the way back to I think it was like the 15 or whatever it was. Um, yeah, and so that that was totally totally by the book. That's exactly how what was supposed to happen there. And speaking of refereeing, it's also interesting. Found out that if you call two timeouts in a row, that's a five-yard penalty. Didn't know that. Man, I look when that happened for the Lions. Like, I don't know why I almost felt bad for for like the Lions and just Dan Quit, like or uh, not uh, Dan Quit, but just like the Lions in general. Like that to have that happen late in the game. Uh, it's just I don't know, man. Like I know the Bears have it bad and. They're all dysfunctional and everything's going on there at House Hall with all the rumors of Matt Nagy. But, like, I don't know how you can't just look at the Lions and just shake your head. And I don't know. not I don't know if you have to feel for them, but it's just like they all these self-inflicted things happening. And, you know, they would have they would have called another timeout had Matt Nagy not called a timeout because one of their players didn't get off the field. So it's just consistent dysfunction, disarray with, with the Lions organization and, you know, as as someone who covers the Bears, I'm at least glad that it's not that. I, I guess I could say that. I don't know. But, yeah, that was uh, – I'm glad – thank you for the clarification on that. I had no idea that that was a rule. But now we know why the Bears kind of started at the 16, a self-inflicted wound of their own with a holding penalty. Again, they had five for 50 in this game. All right, Mason, so the Bears win 16-14 break their five-game losing streak. Don't match last year's six-game losing streak, so we can, I guess, be thankful for that on Thanksgiving. But where do you want to take this? What is What are kind of your thoughts now with this team? They obviously still waiting or hoping that Justin Fields can come back. Um, they're a team that, hit, like I just said, finally broke that that losing streak. But now, now you're going to face a real opponent. And with the Arizona Cardinals at home at Soldier Field, uh, on next Sunday, so I mean, they just beat—they barely beat the Lions. What are you kind of? What are your thoughts on this team as we move forward into next week? There's just a smaller storylines that are going to be really interesting. Uh, you know, they came out and said that Fields actually had some some small fractures in his ribs, uh, which and they they played it off like that's not a big—that's still a big deal. Uh, small fractures in the ribs—that's still in unstable. Um, that's still painful. That still could lead to a larger fracture. Uh, all these different things. Uh, so it's not guaranteed that Fields is going to be back next week, but let's just say that like, he's healthy enough to play. Um, there was another report that had come out that, you know, potentially that George McCaskey had told Nagy, you need to start Fields. So if that is in fact true, 
and let's just say that field is healthy where's where's Matt Nagy going to go is he going to go with a guy the player in Andy Dalton who it seems like he truly believes is the best way you know for him to win games and Nagy needs to keep winning games to keep his job because you know obviously there's the rumors about him potentially being fired and all that jazz so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because ultimately you know most Bears fans all that you know all wants to see Justin develop but is he going to be allowed to, or is there potentially this injury going to be an excuse to keep letting Andy play? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, for, for me, just kind of looking at the bears where they're at, like, I think that yes, everything was, was just wrong with the, with this organization or well, there's so much talk, these rumors and whether or not this team would even play for Matt Nagy. Hey, lost the locker room. And I know it wasn't a very convincing win, but the Bears kind of showed like, hey, we're, we're still looking to grind it out and try to, to win football games here. And they did that, 16 to 14. But next week's going to be a real, real test for this team to see where, not not where they're at, because I think we kind of know at four and seven, they're not really in a team that's in, in a spot to compete. But let's see what they got kind of moving forward. I think it's for us and for fans, like, you kind of, you do want to see, I think, a little bit of competitiveness. But if the result is still Matt Nagy being fired at the end of the season, which I think is what ultimately is probably going to be best for his team moving forward, and, and again, that goes into play with where Justin Fields and his trajectory will be in his career. Then that's kind of the scenario that you'd want because I I don't know how many more blowouts I, I would you know at Soldier Field we can cover Mason where it's it's over by you know, the end of the, or the start of the second quarter, whatever it may be. So we'll see kind of where this team goes from here now that they finally have a win under their belt. But Mason, like we said, we're going to keep it short. We're just over the 30 minute mark. Any last words for everybody here on Thanksgiving before we kind of call this one? No, just hopefully everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Maybe not this year, but there's better times ahead for the bears. A win is a win whether you know whether you like it or not so you know just enjoy time with family stay happy stay safe healthy all that good stuff eat a lot of food you guys uh mason hope you and your family have a happy thanksgiving everybody in the chat and who will listen to this episode hopefully not during your thanksgiving dinner you know enjoy enjoy time for football right now and you know enjoy your thanksgiving eat a lot of food watch more maybe better football as uh as the day goes on but really appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening to this post game show bears win 16 14 snap that five game losing streak you'll hear for from mason and i later next week to preview you know the next opponent the arizona cardinals but until then bear down chicago We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.